What's up, Instagram? Welcome to Wednesday Night Live. My name is JD. Let's fucking get it. This is the 460. That's by the eye, monkey nutrients. Tonight, we have got the MPK podcast coming on. We are going to be chatting about the cannabis growth timescale. So we're going to talk all from germination, from vegging, uh, flowering and harvest. You know that. Find out how it works along the way. So let's let that room build up. If you are listening on Apple or Spotify, thank you. Make sure you come over and check out the lives. It's 7 to 8, Monday to fucking Friday. Let's get it, people. Just letting that room build up, people. Send out notifications. If you're listening, please like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review as well. It helps out. Wednesday, people, we have got a bloody good uh, MPK podcast is messaging me saying my phone uh, hold has just collapsed. So let's get it, people. I weren't ready for that to end. <laughs> so what's going on? The podcast, I'm enjoying editing this. Well, I'm not editing it, but um, enjoying working out to put this out as a podcast. So it doubles up, really, it's using the content to all we can. What's up, everyone, in the comments? So <clears throat> obviously, if you listen to this, you don't know, but we have comments in the live where... Tomorrow night, we've got my boy Dyla Dank coming back on. So we're going to have a bit more interactive one tomorrow with the comments. And it's hard for me to follow along, try interview a guest properly. If you have got a comment for me or a question for me or MPK podcast, leave it in the question bit at the bottom. The question mark with a message around it. And we'll get to them over tonight's episode. So I'm really enjoying listening to the MPK podcast. I listened to their newest one today. Um, it was like about products that from last year that have gone under the radar, which they really rate. So it's good that they're trying to bring up all the companies around. So there's some good, honest information over there. They really know they're growing stuff. I think they've got a shop. Yeah, they've got a shop. Um, that's how it all started. We have had an interview. Oh, Dale the Dunk just popped into the uh, room. We are with him tomorrow. Got an interview with him. Um, and we're going to do a bit more interactive one with the comments tomorrow. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Um, just waiting for MBK to join. Then we'll be getting on with it. Today we are smoking on some Silver Haze again. I've got two bits of budding at the minute, just bought off the locals. I've got Silver Haze and Guava Dog. And that Guava Dog's knocking me out. I know people moan about the Star Dog and the Guava Dog, but for the money, it knocks me out. Let's say hello to the few people that make this show possible in a minute. You know, Octo Works, man. OctoWorksUK.com. He has got the... Obviously, you know about him, didn't you? Where's the cannon gone? Well, let's show him. Oh, I've got, I've got his natural ones here. So his naked cannon, 1.5. If you smoke through these, these are amazing. The glass tip. Fill it yourself. Bang, get smoke of it. The boy has done me good as well. He has done me a box of my own personal customised ones. MBK podcast just joined. Give me two minutes, just running through a bit of housework. So we've got the 460 cannons in at the minute, which are going out to a couple of people so they can have a smoke on them. You've got to fill it with your own weed, though. That's the only thing. <laughs> um, big up Woody's UK tonight. We've got his can of Terps. I've had to go. Because I can't get the disposable back off the missus, I've had to go in for the vape cartridges he sent me. So this is the can of Terps. Um, I've got a guest for Friday, Dyla Dank. I'd like to keep tomorrow, but I understand what you're saying, but we'll have a chat after, mate. But yeah, we've got a guest for Friday. You're booked for tomorrow. But I don't, I don't need your bits of smoke, but we'll have a chat after, brother. So we've got the can of Terps from woodiesuk.com. 
fire. So let's get you. Robbie, message me, brother, in the thing here. But yeah, it did. But if it hasn't landed, let me know, brother. We had a few of the seeds that people won not turn up, but message me, bruv. We've got some replacement things to send out for anyone that didn't land. So let's get it. MP Car in the building. Big up Simply Souvenirs, actually, as well. Let's quickly message this. This cool bit of kit in a minute. Human sucks. Digital dabber, man. I really enjoy this. Might have to have a little dab session soon, actually. So literally, it's a digital dabber. If you, can, if you only listen to the audio... It's a pretty cool bit of kit, but we've shown this off a few times, but it's available at simplysouvenirs.co.uk. Let's get my boys MPK podcasting. Let's have a little chat about the cannabis timeline. Big up, Robbie, mate. What's up, my brother? What's going on? You good? Yeah, I'm good, my man. Thank you for coming back so soon. That's all. It's my pleasure. You have stopped oh, it here. Forgive me. It's uh, It's been on the child run tonight. So I've been all over the place. I've just sat down. <sighs> just catch me breath. And That's it, mate. I've rolled one ready. You got one ready or not? No, I haven't got one ready. In the house as well. So oh, yeah, you know that. Well, I'll spark that for us. So, brother, I just want to say I've listened to the newest episode today. Went through that. What do you think? I loved it, mate. Do you know what? I love the honesty from you lot. Like, trying to shine light on companies that have struggled a bit, you know, that you think should be doing better than they are. Yeah. That was a good thing to do. I love... So, anyone don't know, you're... You're Steve. Steve. I'm Steve. I'm the, I'm the reasonable one. Barry's and the got Barry. One. Yeah, and you, if, you're, if you're a long-term listener, then you'll know Thomas, and he was the original Aggie one. It was a... Uh, it was science versus sceptic. That's how we started it. I was a scientist bringing the science, but science doesn't know everything. Sometimes you've got to get your hands dirty. You've got to get mud under your nails. And you've got to you've got to just get in there. And it's not about theory a lot of time. It's about actually getting in there and doing it. So me and Thomas in the original days would science versus sceptic. And now Barry's become the sceptic. And, uh, and I'm still bringing the science. I was in stitches this morning when I was listening to that. And he was having a go at you because your phone was vibrating on the table. Listen, that see that banter that we have, that is not manufactured. It's not created for the podcast. That is like we just bring it from the shop over, and we were having like a we were having an argument in the shop because what was it that he was saying? I can't even remember now. But it's daily, and I was like, I'm gonna rip you on the podcast because he has got to tone it down for the podcast a little bit. And I was winding up, going, "You're wound up. I'm gonna wind you up." He went, "I'm not wound up. I'm, I'm fine." I love it, like, because he was just going, no, nah, that's not going to work. No, they're never going <laughs> to... Give up. To be fair, quit, though. Go back to your job. <laughs> yeah, he calmed down. By the end of the podcast, he was pretty chill. But, yeah, he last week's podcast... Though, you know what I mean, whatever he's saying, he's, like, the extreme version of the truth, though. It's, you know, he, he's always on the right path for it, I think. Yeah, that's what everyone's sort of got to understand, is a lot of the time, it, it is our opinion, but it's the extreme version, like... Barry's, Barry's opinion is much more centre and my opinion is much less scientific. But we have to give these wide range of views and bring it back to the middle just so we... we anyone who's a super sceptic gets it and Barry explains it for them. Anyone who really wants to know the science, I'll explain it for them and then we join it in the middle. So, yeah, it's... it's, it's, it's I love even like how your personality sounds like you... 
you know, when you have news on about the sponsors, he's like, why can't we just do one fucking video and release it? <laughs> Listen, he's right. He's absolutely spot on. It's like every episode we spend five minutes going through the partners of the podcast and he's like, can't we just record it once and then just put that in? I'm like, yeah, that would save time, but it's a bit of a cop-out, isn't it? Like, you want to be, you want to give the partners dedicated time every um, every episode and sometimes you might have an offer on, so I was like, no, you're just going to have to do the extra work. But he is right, so we, we, it would be the easier option. If I can make, uh, cr- it creased me up proper. So we had Simper on last night, Simper Life. Hey, boss, I, I was <coughs> about to watch it. And I stayed late in work, and then obviously a bit of work came in, and I had to finish it off. So I'm gonna, I can rewatch that though on your Instagram reels, can't I? So what you can do now, what we've done, literally this week's the first week we've done it. So you can watch all the videos back on IGTV, or you yeah. can listen to it now audio on Spotify and Apple, and that we've got the podcast out of this now. So this will go out as an audio podcast as well. So just because what oh. I was finding, yeah, I was saying this yesterday. The Instagram lives I love doing. You get we get 30, 50, 70, you know, it goes up with the days and down with the days, but there's always a good good community in here. But then after that, when I post it, Instagram don't show it to no one. So yeah, yeah. I get the best of this and then I can put it on there and it's a bit it's sort of saved there, isn't it? If you get deleted off here or whatever, I've still got a little bit of a back catalogue. Yeah, exactly. And then it's also pods on Spotify, you listen in the car, you don't have to like a lot of I'd say I'd say 30, 40% of our listeners, it's on the car. 30, 40% of the listeners, which I love, is as they are, if they're American-based listeners and they're in the rooms trimming, they'll listen to the podcast and they'll message going, you got me through an eight-hour jail trim. I'm like, I love that. That's boss. That's what it's about, mate. So I want to keep going back into different type subjects with people like you, Green Queen Magazine, Simpa, and just sort of picking your brains as I go along and learn a little bit about it. So for what we do today is um, have a little bit of a chat about the, you know, the timeline of growing, like from taking it from seedling to the end products and sort of just see if we can find out a little bit more information, what equipment we might need, um, where we want to keep the temperatures, you know, just a little bit of a basic guide through the whole thing so people can work out if they want to have a go, right, I need this, I need that, that we need to, you know what I mean? Just, uh, just a bit yeah, of a yeah. general chat about it, but a bit more structure. Normally, like, Last time, me and you just had a good old chinwag about everything. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. It was nice to be like, it was felt like uh, where you were, you were interviewing me. And it was after I've done 250 odd episodes of interviewing, um, it was nice to be on the other end of it. But what I, w- what I will say is, um, when we're talking about the beginning, the timeline, it'd be great if people can chime in with the questions, like, like interrupt and get involved because I'm either going to go too basic or too scientific. It's hard to get it right for everyone. So if you've got questions, get them in. And so if that, you've got... If, if we go to the, at the bottom, you'll see the question with a question mark in the middle, the message with a question mark. You send it there, then it gives me a notification that you've sent it to me so I can see it. Otherwise, you put it in the comments, oh. they go past in a few seconds and we miss them. So questions in yeah, there. Yeah. But So let's just... What I was going to maybe do is break it down into sort of a few different... Uh, sections like germinating from a seedling, veg, and you know, turn. So we'll go through each one and go in it a little bit of detail and see if we get questions coming along the way. Are you good at moving moving me on because we've done whole podcasts on germination, whole podcasts yeah, on veg? Bruv. So well, if the I best go on, about it, move me on. If we did the hour with it, then we've got another. We've got six more episodes coming. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, I think you're great, and I'm happy to jump on these. I loved it. 
I love the real interaction. That's what I'm missing from the podcast. We used to be live, um, but it was a lot of work. So we've just gone back to recording for now, and I do I really miss the interaction and the Q and A. So make sure you get your questions in. Ask yeah, me anything. Already a couple come in, so we'll give them as we go along. Um, but let's start. So let's talk about um, going from getting a seat. Is okay, there... so I've learned something recently in the last, well, recently for me in the last two years. So a lot of people will be familiar with the wet, wet paper tissue method. So that means you get your seeds, you put them in a kitchen towel, damp kitchen towel. You put another damp kitchen towel on top. You put it into a propagator. It doesn't need light when you're popping seeds because they've got everything that it needs. And you let it go. And after, if the good seeds, three or four days, the little tail is going to pop out and you will then put that into your jiffy, your rock wool, or sometimes even into your pot. So I put that out. I've been put, putting that out for there for years. It's, it is a very good way of popping your seeds, but I, I call them proper horticulturists. Somebody who's done this in commercial horticulture for years and years and years and says that's, the, that's a bad way of doing it because you can introduce uh, pathogens, diseases uh, at that early stage they're really susceptible to uh, getting diseases. And if you get a disease at that stage, it's it's basically tough shit. Um, so even though it's a great way to get your seeds popped, you've got to be really careful because you, a lot of people don't wash their hands before they start handling the plants. Um, they'll just pick up the taproot, which is really tender, put them in, not really give them too much care and attention. So that method I feel now is reserved for when every other method has failed. And basically what this horticulturalist was telling me was you get your seeds, uh, it wants hum- it wants water, humidity, dampness to be able to swell and, in, and to be able to burst. It doesn't need light and it wants it actually wants something dark. So you put that into your jiffy, your rock wool, good environment, nice warm temperature, not too hot, not too cold, and you're ready to go. And something that is a theory of mine, it's not actually found any evidence for it, um, is that if you do have seeds that are struggling, some some of these seeds, like you go over to America, uh, where it's legal or any legal country, and you buy cannabis seeds, these seeds packs of three can sometimes cost a hundred pound. Like I, I'm not big into seeds, so I'm probably way off my cost now because everything goes up. If you get Jungle Boy seeds, you're probably paying five hundred pound for for sets of seeds, but you're paying that money, you want them to pop, and if they're not popping, then there's a few little things that you can do. Um, the wet paper tissue method's a good one, but as a last resort, um, if you've got a matchbox, you can get, do you know what? Me and Anne used to use them, an emery board to file the nails down. Mm-hmm. Do you remember them? Yeah. Break, break a little bit of that off, just a fine one. Put it inside the matchbox, put your seeds inside the matchbox and shake for about 10 seconds. It's called scarification. Basically breaks away the outer layer of the seeds and makes it easier for the, uh, for the seed to pop. Um, if that doesn't work, there's a few other methods that people try to use, but my theory is if the seed's not strong enough to pop out of its shell, then you're basically nursing a seed or nursing a genetic that isn't really wanting to be a plant, if you get me. It hasn't got the nutrition inside the seed. It hasn't got the right genetics. It's not strong enough to get itself out of the seed capsule. Does it, does, well, like you say, I, I don't know much about seeds, but I suppose does the time, how old the seed is, can affect it? Like, if it's too young or too old, does it? I don't, is there a perfect? I don't really know. Like, too, too, too young, you don't really hear of them too young. Obviously, if you get them off a plant that's 
not meant it hasn't fully matured that's not going to be great but mostly the fresher the seed the better if you're going to keep your seeds yeah you, you can you need to basically a a, a plastic bag uh, some dry towel because you want the moisture to be low you want it to be really dry so it doesn't try and pop itself uh, you want it to be cool but not cold in a fridge that's five six degrees and that'll keep it um there's a project down south where there's a vault and they've kept I think it might be 50 seeds, 100 seeds of every single living plant in the world, every edible plant and every herb. And basically it's like a D-Day vault. If anything happens, which destroyed a lot of our life force in the, in plant, in the plant world, they can go and reintroduce uh, edible plants and herbs and trees back into the wild. And once, I think it's once every six months or once a year, they will take a random seed, pop it and make sure that's still viable. Um, so yeah, you can keep seeds for a long time as long as you keep them in the right conditions. Sick. I've heard yeah. of people like dropping the seed in water until it sinks or anything like that, like soften the outer shell sometimes. I don't know. It's just things I've heard so- and seen. Yeah, soften the outer shells a good one because you want it to base through. Putting them in water for 24 hours is a, is a good practice. It's basically you're, you're super soaking your seeds. So you're making sure that they've got all the water that they need. And then you put them into uh, propagation. I personally don't know about whether it drops or sinks. I don't know whether that works, but everyone will have their own experiences. Some people swear down if it sinks, it's not great, or if it floats, it's not great. Um, but it's not something I've looked at. Basically, I thought, like, th- th- just thinking about it, I just think it sinks if it's cracked the shell a bit and it's taking water in rather than. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, that if it's already cracked before you're putting it in, then it means that it's not it's not going to be a great seed because it's already had shit can get into it. But you're spending these type of money on seeds. It doesn't matter whether it sinks or it floats, they're all going in. And maybe just keep a tab of what seed, what sank, what floated, and then you can you can monitor how well each plant's doing. Sick. So say we've done that now, say we did the pay, last resort, whatever you paper towel. Um how long are we looking for that? So actually, how does that do you know how that works? But why it starts growing when it does? Is it just when it gets to a certain humidity in that? Why does it say that bit again? Why does it start what? Why does the cell, why does it, how does it know to start going? Do you know what I mean? Because you know what? Like, we, like a lot of people grow in countries where it's legal. Some people grow in countries where it's illegal because it's the passion, it's the medicine, it's what you want to do. Um, and they just do it. They don't really think about the botany or the horticulture of it. But, you know, like, plants are amazing things. Like, if you get into what goes on inside the plant and, like, David Attenborough on the Green Planet, watch that. Phenomenal. Just amazing things that plants can do. It's 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 worth a watch. So, within a seed, it's, you just, it's, I know why it happens. It's because it, it, it gains, gains water, allows the cells to swell, and it triggers the taproot to burst out of the, the husk or the outer shell. That's the taproot. It looking to it's it's called gr- gravitropism. So it will grow downwards to grow towards gravity. Phenomenal. How does a That's fucking, fucking crazy that, that, can, is? that can tell which way's down and which way's up in the dark, in the middle of it's the soil. Madness. I wouldn't know which way was up and down if I was in soil. That's mad, isn't it? So gra- gravitropism, it's called. And the top part, which grows towards the light, is called phototropism, a plant that grows towards the light. Um, but yeah. Moisture is is the main thing that it needs to pop, 
and darkness is what is also what else it eats the pop as well. So, how long would you recommend the tap? Was it called Taproot? Taproot, yep. How long would you let that go before you decide to pop it in? As soon as soon as you can see that little white bit, get it means it's based. It means it's viable. It's ready to go in your jiffy, your rockwell, or whatever. But if you leave it for too long, the taproot is trying to search, and it's whether it's in paper or whatever it is, it's trying to search. The longer you leave it, the worse it's going to be for you because that taproot yeah. is a strong root. So right now we go. So what are we pl- what are we putting in next? So how do we do that? This is where it becomes down to sort of grower uh, preference. So some people use jiffies. These are like these little tea bags. They come uh, dried, sort of flat. Put them in water for a little bit, and they'll take on the water, and they become like little cocoa pots, little jiffy pots. Um, other people use rock ball. Did I lose you then? No. No, it just it came up a little circle. So, um, so jiffies or rock ball? There's a big question on uh, which is right, which is the better one. There's no right or wrong. It really comes down to grow preference. Jif, uh, rock walls now, they used to be where you had to soak them in pH water for 24 hours to adjust because it came with, I think it was formaldehyde. Uh, now that's all gone. You don't need to do it. Jif, uh, rock walls are pH neutral just as much as jiffies. So it really comes down to preference. Jiffies retain moisture for longer. Uh, rock will, will lose water. But it literally is. There's no, if anyone says this is the best method, it's just what they mean is this is the best method for me. I think you should use it. But it's just, you try both and see which one you get on with. Boom. So which, let's pick one for an example right now. Say like a beginner, is it still, is there a preference you'd have for a beginner? Jiffy for beginner because they retain the moisture for longer. Uh, If your seed or your seedling dries out, it's going to go bad. uh, Rockwell, the people who love Rockwells tend to say it can pop quicker, the roots can come out quicker. But, um, if you, it's just your way of managing it. Me personally, I'm a jiffy man, uh, and I would recommend beginners to go into jiffies as well because they're going to retain moisture for longer. Boom. So we've got. How do you? I oh know it's basic, but how do you actually put it in there? Like, how's the safe way? Of- Very carefully. So this is where plants are really robust; they can handle a lot. But the better you treat them, the better they're, they're going to treat you. Wear gloves. Uh, people just the the. They don't give plants, like they are hardy, but at the same time, you've got to be a little bit pharmaceutical with this stuff as well. Wear your gloves, make sure you're not cross-contaminating things. There's a virus called tobacco mosaic virus. It's very rare these days, but if you if you roll your joints or roll uh, your ciggies and you, you're picking up uh, golden Virginia tobacco, tobacco virus, mosaic virus, that's where it lives in, that type of tobacco and if you've been rolling a joint and then you go and handle your cuttings, your clones, your seedlings, you can pass that shit on. And once it's got that TMB, uh, you're fucked. You're not getting rid of it. So wear gloves. Taproot, obviously, dial. Uh, I like to, if I'm in a jiffy, I like to get something like the sharp end of a pencil, poke a little hole in it, put the uh, seedling in, cover it completely. Don't let any light get to it. Make sure the taproot's down and then just cover it up put it into a propagator, you want 80 to 90% humidity, you want 24 to 26 degrees Celsius, uh, and then you don't need a light, but it's good, especially in the winter, to help with the heat. Put a CFL over it. CFL stands for Compact Fluorescent Light. You pick them up to 30, 40 pounds. 
doesn't need a ballast. You just plug it into a shade straight into the wall and have it on for 24 hours if you want. Um, it's really just more about the heat and the light at that stage. You should note, so seeds, you were trying to ask that question before and I kept on uh, not answering it. Seeds, good seeds will germinate in a day or two. Uh, most seeds will germinate in five days. If your seed hasn't germinated in 10 days, it's probably not going to pop. Um, if it hasn't popped after a week, try the scarification, put it in the matchbox. Emery board basically scarified them out of edges. Make sure you've done it in water for 24 hours. Uh, anything though after 10 days is probably not going to pop for you. Um, once the taproots come, you'd expect a fair set of, it's the proper way there's cotyledon, uh, or I might even be saying that wrong, cotyledon. It's, it's basically, a, it's called the fair set of leaves that help break out the shell. They're not real leaves, they're just they, they help break the shell they're apart. They're like round ones, almost at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very, like the jaggedy edge, two leaves, they're close together. They help break the set, break the, the seed apart. You'll see them five to seven days. Then this is like an important stage. If you get things wrong, they grow tall and leggy. Uh, if you've got your, your light too far away, if it's too dry, too not too humid, but if it's too dry, uh, they can just really stretch. And then if you start off with a stretch plant, it, it is quite hard to bring them back. So this early stage is really crucial for thick stems, good healthy plant for you building the foundations of your plant. Um, so, propagator, 80 to 90% humidity, 24 to 25 degrees. First set of true leaves come out, you want them on 18 hours of light. So let's talk about that. So a propagator, it, is, it propagated pretty much it, like a tray with a lid. Yeah, that's it. And um, so let's just... <sighs> When you go in there, what does that tell the plant to do? What's happening there with the human? You know, why are you getting yeah. it to that humidity and what's happening there? So I've got a sort of, it's, it, at times it can be quite complicated, but it, in essence, because the plant hasn't got many roots on it, the roots are how the plant drinks, how it drinks its water and takes up its nutrients. Because you haven't got many established roots, if you just put it, out into the wild, out into the big, bad environment with low humidity and big, strong lights on it, the plant is going to try and drink a lot and it can't keep up because it's got no roots, so it's going to die. That's what happens. So when it propagates it, the humidity is really easy. to. It's a mini environment, so you're keeping it at 90% humidity. And what that means is the plant isn't going to lose a lot of moisture to the environment. So there's little holes underneath the leaf called stomata, they open and close during the day and night. Stomata is where CO2 goes in and oxygen comes out. If those stomata are open, which they need to be for photosynthesis to happen, and there's low humidity, that will lose a lot of moisture. If it loses moisture and it can't drink because it's got no roots, you've got a dead plant. So that's why we have our humidity high in the early stages because it means that the plant doesn't lose a lot of moisture so that the roots can keep up. As your roots develop, and grow and expand, then you can afford to reduce the humidity. So people, what a lot of people do, and I get it, it's the real world. It's like not everyone can be, can like be over uh, zealous with the plants, but it's most people go 90% or 70% in veg, 40% in flower and just do a really dramatic switch. It works. It's not going to be the end of the world, but it, look at humidity in the early stages compared to your roots, tiny roots, you want your humidity high, 
So the roots, the plant's not struggling. As your roots are growing, you develop more fine root hairs. They can take on more water. You can slowly start bringing your humidity down. And if you've got the time and the patience, there's a really good technique. Uh, a lot of people will know about it, but probably not do it. It's hardening off. It's so important to harden off your, your young plants. What I mean by that is you take the lid off for 10 minutes a day for the first few days. Then you'll do it for an hour a day. Then you'll take the lid off for four hours a day. And what it's telling the plant is this is the environment you're about to go into. Get used to it. You can mollycoddle your plants too much. It's this it's, is what it's I'm like, like, you can do. like it's like it's so when it's cold outside, simple. you just you're warm in your house, you just open the front door, just try and get used to it for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly like that. And so you've got to ease your plants into the new environment, which is your grow tent, your grow room, big high intense HPS lights or high intensity LED lights. You can't just go from a perfect nursery environment. It's like taking your young child who's been in nursery, eating chopped up food, playing games, and then going, right, fuck off, go and do your A-levels. They're like, you're fucking mad. No. I mean, they, they'll punish you for it. It's like being ginger. <laughs> okay. It's like being ginger. I'm inside, I'm all good. Right, and then I'll go out in a 100-degree sun. <laughs> it's a bit of a system. So I want to really quick talk about it proper. So say someone... Where does the price range go from these propagator sort of things? Where's, uh, you know, if we're just doing a few plants at home, having a go, how much is that going to cost us for the prop? Or where does it go to, like, the extremes with them? So I hope there's no grow shops listening because they'll kill me for saying this. But grow shop propagators are, are overpriced. And they're overpriced because you're buying all of your stuff from, from there. Don't get me wrong, the propagators you're going to get, the garland propagators that you're going to get, a high dome, which is what we need, but an XL propagator with high dome, the very sturdy, you're going to pay about £20 for them. Um, but they fit a lot in. Like, you get trays of 77 rock holes. Uh, you can fit a full tray in. You can probably get 100 jiffies in there, and you get them for £20. The reason that you pay a bit more is because they're going to last you forever. The ones you get from B&Q for £3, uh, they're just flimsy plastic, and you'll end up, excuse me, <laughs> you'll end up... Um, stepping on them and they'll break so it's up to you it is expensive for a propagator but big one 20 pounds medium size 15 small one tenner but if you're out on a budget and you're you, you penny pinching being cute for three pounds boom so and then right cool i understand that now so now it's in this propagator we've it's burst through we've got the two little leaves cracked now it's only been under a clf light or whatever it's called cfl clf <laughs> CFL light is good because it's not intense. It's not going to make the plants transpire too much. And we've been there about 90% humidity. And would you say about exactly. 24 degrees, is it? 24 to 26 degrees is nice. The other thing is you don't want your temperature to, to fluctuate. So the way that you can sort of visualise this is if you've got a, and this is, this is true pretty much throughout the grow, uh, if you've got a high, temp, high lights on temperature of 28 and you've got a lights off temperature of 15 because your lights go off, it's going to go cold. The bigger the swing in temperature, the more your plants are going to stretch. And that's a bad thing. If you can keep your temperatures close together as you can, 26 with the lights on, 24 with the lights off, your stretch is much shorter. Stock your plants much easier to handle than not falling over as much. So keep that temperature difference as close together as you can. Is that where they're getting cold? They're looking for light? To be honest, I'm not 100% on the air. It's, again, 
you know what, you've got to dip into the science of it to, to remember it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll well, just use the throwing questions out as we go along. Well, I understand that. So it, now we get to the point where the, the, that them two leaves have broken through, they're out. Now we're going to go into the tent now, are we? So two leaves are broken out, and then you get your first set of true leaves are called. These are the leaves that are actually going to really boost photosynthesis. So photosynthesis, just very, in a, in a nutshell, is light hits the the green part of a leaf, stimulates chlorophyll, stimulates the sugar production within the chlorophyll. Plant takes on CO2 plus light and water, stimulate it produces basically sugars within the plant, and those sugars are used as energy to go and do everything. Um, so that's what you want. You want the more photosynthesis, the better for your plant. You're going to bring humidity down within the propagator. You're going to harden them off by taking your propagator lid off every couple of days and get them used to the big world, which is inside your tent. Uh, they want to be ready for the big world before the, the top of the plant's hitting the top of the propagator. And then you put them into your tent or your room. Sometimes you haven't hardened them off well enough or quickly enough. So what you've got to do is you've got to do the, the Coke bottle trick. You've got to collect all your empty Coke bottles, one and a half litres, chop the, the lid part of them off and put those back over the plants. Because what a lot of people notice is they go into the big bad tent world or room world, high HPS, a lot of LEDs, and it's just too much for them. And they start to fall over and they're like, what the fuck am I doing wrong here? They're just not ready for it. The, your transpiration rate shot through the roof and they can't keep up. So you put them back into a little bit of propagation under the high intensity lights, Coke bottle trick over every plant, and that'll that'll ease them back into the big world. Sick. That's a good bit. That's a good bit of information to know. So right, we're now we're in the tent. What do we need to be? Where do we start here then? <laughs> what else are we repotting at this time or anything? Or are they staying in the pot? So, no, so so you'll be into you'll be into jiffies, putting them into the big world. They're gonna go into it, it's you know what it's it, it's quite hard because it depends on how long you veg them for. Uh, if you veg them for a short period, put them into small pots. The bigger the veg period the bigger your root ball needs to be, you put them into big pots. So a lot of things, something that we hear a lot is that I'm going to veg for four weeks and they're in 20 litre pots and they did, they did well. So now I'm going to veg for four weeks and I'm going to put them into 50 litre pots and they should do even better. You'll probably see the plant will be a little bit healthier because it's got more space to grow into. But if you've got a bigger pot, you just you need to veg it for longer. A bigger pot doesn't mean a bigger plant. A longer veg period means a bigger plant. Um, and, and that's how you pot up. Boom. So we're in there now. Um, so, yeah, we're going in there. What, when are we... What are we doing? Are we watering them anytime they're in the prop, propagator? Do you know, are we watering them? We need to... Yeah, so you're out of propagation. If, let's, if we go for the standard, like, real standard model, uh, it'll apply to most people, and then you can plus or minus, take away from it or give to it. Uh, most people do four weeks of veg, eight to ten weeks of flour. If you're doing four weeks of veg, a 20-litre pot, plastic pots, adequate. If you're in plastic pots, we top tip to you is go and get cloth pots. You can get them in much easier. 20 plastic pots is a big thing to carry. 20 cloth pots you can carry with your little finger and the roots can breathe. You can reuse them and reuse them and reuse them. Boss for the environment just much better. Just trust me, go to cloth pots. It'll change your life. Uh, so you're in 20 litre pot, cloth pots, full week veg. To get into that 20 litre cloth pot, it can be good to, like you say, pot up. 
So this is where we go from the little jiffy of the rock wool, put them into a three litre pot. And then a lot of people just skip straight up and go straight into a 20, which is okay. But what you ideally want to do is from a one litre pot or the little orange uh, terracotta pot you can get, put them into a five litre pot and then put them into a 20 litre pot. And the reason that you want to do that is roots want to grow down. The taproot searching for gravitropism, so they grow towards gravity and you will get the roots growing down. What you want, ideally, is the roots to grow outwards. So to be able to do that, you need to force them to do that. So as they grow down, then they grow out. So they hit the bottom of the five-litre pot, they spread out. As they've done that, you put them into a 20-litre pot, they grow down, then they spread out, and you're getting the biggest root mass that you can for your pot size. Um, what you don't want is root-bound plants, and that means in plastic, they hit the bottom, spread out to the sides, and they start wrapping themselves up. And people take these plants out of the pots and it's just a massive white roots and it looks impressive and it looks amazing. But actually, it's not that good. White healthy roots is good, but having a root bound plot pot and a plant is not good because there's it's no going back hairs itself. On it. Yeah. There's, see that see that root? It's got no micro hairs on it. It's not doing anything other than requiring energy from the plant to keep it alive. The root tips are where you're going to uptake nutrients and the fine micro hairs all the way along the, the, uh, the root is where you uptake nutrients. So getting root bound is just strangling the plant and it's, it looks great, but it's not so great for the plant. You'll actually do root trimming. So you can actually cut the roots off if they become too big. People will be scared of doing it because it's horrible. You think, I've just grew these roots, but trim them, <laughs> the roots, trim them, trim them bastards back. Boom. So and we're in the bedroom. We're into veg. This is what you call veg stage, yeah? Yeah. 18 hours of light. 18 hours of light. So, and then, um, so when, are we just feeding water at this point still or are we starting to give it some nutrients now? So, on the nutrients sort of, on the nutrients topic, you're going to go, when the seedlings, when they just sprouted, just water, the seed has got everything it needs in it for what it needs to grow. As the plant starts to grow, you want to give it baby food, um, a diluted A and B if you're in cocoa, a slightly diluted uh, vega nutrient if you're in soil. Uh, some people go all out and buy like literally plant baby food, which is much better. Then you get into EC, which is electrical conductivity. So as you increase the EC, so nutrients are basically uh, salty water, nutrients are salts. So as you increase the nutrients, you increase the EC, electrical conductivity, more salts, more conductivity. And you want to increase that slowly as the plant grows. As it gets bigger, it needs more nutrients, and you, you're going to provide those nutrients as it grows. Um, you don't really want to be going over in veg, whether it's a four-week veg or a bloody 20-week veg. A plant doesn't need more than 1.5 EC. It just doesn't need it. That's all that the leaves need to sustain themselves and to grow. You increase the EC in flower because the plants produce some more, more uh, trichomes, oil production, sugars, colours, fruit formation. So that's when you need to give it more nutrients. Um, someone's put in the comments there as well, pH levels. pH levels are super important. Uh, they differ whether you're in hydro, cocoa or soil, but on average in general, anywhere between 5.5 and 6.2 on the pH is ideal. Um, you don't want to stick to one pH point too hard and fast because my 
what I prefer, my opinion is you want the plant pH to move up and down. If you can have that pH moving from 5.5 to 6.2, then reset it back to 5.5 when you water again, you bring in the full range of pH in and so the plant can absorb nutrients at its highest level. So EC is your food. pH is can that plant uptake that food. If you've got a pH of 9, doesn't matter how much food you're going to give it. It hasn't got the straws to be able to suck that food up. So EC and pH are the most important things when you're feeding the plant. That's fucking interesting. I love, I like, like hearing about things. Like we definitely maybe in another episode go into pHs and what happens at different levels and that, definitely. So we're in the veg tent now. We've got the light on. We're starting to feed it. What's, um, what's the process behind making the plant? What's the plant thinking now? What's telling it to do what? You know, with the temperature... The humidity, do you know? Yeah, so I like to cater as well to the to the people who are advancing. If there's anyone listening that's been doing this for years, this is all boring shit to you. You know this inside out. So if you're advanced, um, VPD, vapor pressure deficit, that's taking your shit to the next level. That is temperature, humidity, and the transpiration rate from the plant leaf to the environment. If you if you're thinking all this shit I'm talking about is boring, then VPD that's the next level. And if you crack VPD, oh, I swear to God you'll take you growing to the next fucking level. I swear to God you'll just look at VPD, look at the graph that VPD will give you. Look at your temperature, look at the uh, humidity, line yourself up on that green graph that's going to come up on Google Images, and if you follow that curve, oh, I swear to God you're next level growing. Boom. But that that's why I like. That's why I like picking your brain for this because I know it's going to spark a lot of people that are sort of like the in between to go listen to your podcast. Honestly, very you you two together smash it. It's very make sure you go watch the uh, MPK podcast because if you like this sort of chat, they go in more depth and a bigger range. But we're just introducing it, so we're going to keep going with it and uh, yeah, over you get more in depth with things and you know cross collab a bit more here and there. So I'm loving this. This is good. So. Yeah, so what's the, the process now behind that? Uh, the so plant veg, growing, what's it, think, what's, it, what's it doing? So in veg, you're on 18 hours of light, six hours of darkness. Um, people who are grown with the light on 24 hours a day, not going to get into it. Um, the only reason you have your lights on 24 hours a day is that if you turn your lights off, your temperature plummets and you can't get it up. The only time you leave your light on 24 hours. I mean, reason behind that is plants... Have been around for billions of years. They know what the fuck's going on. They know what the what the planet does. You know that the sun rises and the sun sets. Why have you got your light on? Why is your sun in the sky for twenty four hours a day? The plant does a huge amount with the lights off. A huge amount more than you believe. You need to give it that darkness. Six hours of darkness is incredible. We do that. We do a lot of our repairing when we're asleep. You're a bodybuilder. Like you're not repairing yourself when you're awake. All your muscle growth is. When, when you're breaking it down during the day, it's a sleep, it's a sleep where your repairing goes on and that. So I understand, you know, they sound a lot like us. We can, you know, we need a certain alkaline to be healthy. We need certain vitamins, minerals, little things extra to make you. You need the basics, but you can go to the extreme and be the best. You know what I mean? I think plants are like that. They'll get by, but the more effort you put in, the more you learn, the better they respond with you. Another thing that blows people's minds that maybe haven't been doing it a while or have been doing it a while and just don't read too much or, or they don't get into the nitty gritty of it. So 
I know we're still on the veg of a plant, but when you come to it for photoperiodic plants, which means you can trigger flowering with the amount of light that you give it, people think that it's the 12 hours of light that triggers flowering. It's actually the 12 hours of darkness that tri- triggers flowering. And, it's, and I, this has haunted me my whole life. If there's, a, if there's a tiny bit of light getting into your grow room, it will slow down the flower production. Like, and I mean a, a slither of light through the door from the landing light or from your window that you haven't done properly. Slither of light, you can literally see them buds or fruits, flowers not forming. So it's, so, it's proper important. That's quality. Even like, would, would say like LED light on something, do it. You know, like a red... A red, a red LED. It's not as bad, but complete dark. I mean, pitch black where you can't see your hand in front of your face is what the plant wants to get it from veg to flower the quickest. If you've got a red, like I, I've made it with manufacturers, not so much these days because they've gone on to it, but fan controllers in your room with a fucking blue LED light that stays on. I'm like, they, they say to me, put it on the outside of your room. I'm like, I don't want it on the outside of my room. I want it in my room. Um, they've got a big blue LED on there and it's, it's, it's not doing good things to your plant. It's not the end of the world, but it's not good. We've got a little question coming as long the way we might as well get this one. Don't know if it's just silly to ask you guys, but would you recommend hydro over soil for first time grower? So firstly, there's no silly questions because we've all asked questions and that's how we learn. Um, I would, so been a bit of a, a double standard here. I actually started in hydro, but my background is science. Um, so I love pH, love EC, love water temperature. I went balls deep and went straight into DWC and learnt me craft in DWC and hydro and then went to cocoa and then went to soil, did it backwards. But if you're a beginner, I would tell everybody to start in soil. Um, less, you don't have to worry about pH as much. You don't have to worry about EC as much because the soil is a buffer. You can introduce beneficial microbes, which is your insurance policy. Uh, if you overwater, the soil can sort of handle that. If you're underwater, the soil has got little pockets that it can supply moisture to. So first-time growers, go soil. Um, if you want to get the best yields, then you go to hydro, but be prepared to fail. Uh, if your pump, if your water pump goes off, you're fucked. If your oxygen pump turns off within 24, 48 hours, it's, it's bad news. So start in soil, progress to cocoa, End up in hydro if you want. Uh, if you want to go through all three, boom, wicked. So let's get back to the vegging stage. Um, so what's the temperature and humidity for this this Tem- stage? So temperature and humidity for most people, you want to just keep it the same uh, throughout all the way. Uh, people have different opinions on it, but as long as it's there's a variation. As long as twenty three, twenty four, all the way up to twenty eight. Your plants will cope fine. And then some plants like it hotter. Some plants like it cooler. Uh, humidity, the younger the plant, the higher the humidity. And then once you get into flower, you want to slowly start bringing your humidity down. If, if you're new to growing, that's basically it. If you've been doing this for a little while, it beca- that's too basic. If you've been doing it for a while, you need to transition to VPD. And that means adjusting your humidity based on your temperature. And then what that does is it's called vapor pressure deficit. And it's a difference in pressure between the, the, the humidity in the leaf, which is 100%, 
and the humidity of your outside environment. And it's the difference in pressure. If you've got a big difference in pressure, the plants are losing a lot of water. Low difference, it's retaining water. Um, you want to basically follow that VPD curve. So make sure that your plant is transparent at the highest efficiency from veg right up until harvest. Um, other advanced techniques, we covered on a podcast a few months ago, but it's called plant steering. Again, it is an advanced technique. You don't need to get into it, but it's called dry back. So if you, depending on how often, and how much you irrigate your plant, you can dictate how that plant grows. So if you, if it's always constantly wet and you're always watering, the plant will grow one way. And I mean exact genetics, the plant will grow a certain way. If you water little and often, the plant will look different. If you let it go really dry and then soak it, it'll look different again. It's called plant steering. And you can you can steer the way your plant looks and grows by the way you water, how often you water and how much you water. So it's it's they're incredible things, plants. And I swear to God, if you're interested in it and you want to improve, there's so much that you can learn. Like it's, um, there's people out there that call themselves master growers, which makes me laugh. Nobody's a master grower unless you've been doing this for a minimum of 30 years. I've been doing it for 10 years. And there's just so much that you can learn. But you also forget stuff. The, the problem that a lot of people get, like me, you've been doing it for 10 years. You think you know it all. And you start to try these advanced techniques and you forget the basics. Never, ever forget the basics. Your foundation is built on the basics of plant growth and then start adding in the advanced techniques. I think that's the same with anything in life. You can do it. I, I, I love golf. I'm pretty good at golf. I've played my whole life. And sometimes when I'm thinking two extra things, I've, you know, I just have to go back to basics, just line myself up again and start at the beginning. And then, oh, yeah, that's, that's you can lose the feel almost as you get more technical. Yeah, so definitely. I want to talk about obviously I've got the monkey range there. If like, what's the difference between the food for grow and bloom? What's what does it want at this point, and why is it want that? In a nutshell, and it, it literally it's most basic level. Yeah. Plant wants more nitrogen in, in veg, a little and less nitrogen in flower. Um, there's a bit of a misconception: plants don't use nitrogen in flower. You do. You still need to keep that nitrogen level throughout flower, um, but basically that's it. The plants want a lot of nitrogen to help build its structure, form chlorophyll, form form the chloroplast that make the plant green. Um, and then as you transition to flower, the plant will require more phosphorus, more potassium because when you when your fruit formation requires different elements basically. So. Uh, it also so it also depends on whether you're soil or uh, cocoa or hydro. You can have an A and a B grow, um, an A and a B bloom. If you're in soil, you end up having a vega, which is veg, or flores, which is a flower. Um, and most cocoa nutrients will be uh, a cocoa nutrient throughout with a few additives dipped in. Um, I'd love to sort of address the question of what, is the best nutrients on the market because we get asked it every single day and there isn't one. There literally is not. I don't care whether you can, you're one of our partners on the podcast. They are not the best nutrients. I don't believe there's any best nutrients. I believe that there is a best nutrient for you. There's a best nutrient for me. There's a best nutrient for the 34 people that are watching right now. Um, can is great because it's really easy to use. Um, it's very hard to make a mistake with it. 
and you get a pretty much guaranteed result. Um, monkey nutrients is great because it's British. Uh, the growers like it because it's really good, value for money. really good value for money. The people behind it are good people. British nutrients. Um, there's reasons to use monkey. There's reasons to use... Did they? What was my monkey? Didn't they? Have they not now dropped their PGR one? Are they not fully? Yeah. Um, so it's a bit of a mad one because the again we explained this on on when I was last on with you. They brought their range out PGR free. They brought out their one product, which was they shouted out that this is a PGR. Me personally, I don't agree with it because I don't think. You should have PGRs. Their point of view was, if people are going to buy a PGR, they're going to fucking buy a PGR. So let them know that they're buying a PGR. And when you give it to them, tell them, this is the dosage you use it in. Use it as safe. Use it at the dosage. Um, people who have got PGRs, bad PGRs in the products, you don't know how to use them. Uh, people are buying these PGRs in bottles. And they're just being given them under the counter and they're doing real harm. So me personally, my personal opinion, I'm not telling anyone to use them or not use them, is I would never use a PGR. I would never grow with it and give it to somebody else because a lot of people grow fruit and veg for their health. A lot of people grow their own medicine. Um I would me personally, I'd be a fucking outright ban on PGRs. So so again, me personally, I'm over the moon after dropped it. Um, but I think they've done it because of some because of the shit that they've got, and they just can't be asked with it anymore. Uh, so yeah, the, the full range now is 100% PGR free. We did the test, or we sent it up to the lab to be tested, and it came back 100%. So I can shout, I can shout about them. Big up monkeys, man! I love them boys. Love monkey. He's going to be a character soon, bulldog. I swear. I'm going to have him as a character. I love them. What's he going to do? Because we've got. I love this bit. And we've got to nearly the hour. Should we leave flowering and harvesting out and we do a part two another day? We we, we will indeed. We will indeed. Big up Did that you get any When's your next episode up? You filmed any, any of it yet or are you still waiting for it? Uh, recording on Friday and the podcast on Friday is... Is it Top Products? I think something like that. Uh, it's, on me, it's on my laptop. I can't think of it. So much bleak. I've got all my episodes planned out. Uh, we've got some really good guests coming on. We've got Simple Carter's going to be on. Green Queen's going to be on. We've got the founder of Sunlight, Martin. He's the he, he's the founder and the owner of Sunlight. He's coming on. Uh, we have got a good a few really good guests coming on soon. Um, Sweet mate. Well, yeah, we'll do that as part two. We'll go through with that and we'll catch up with that. Um, what I'll do is we'll just answer your last couple of questions, mate. See it through. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. We've got Wins Weed. What about? The green LED that might have been so, from, yeah, I know. I think I know what he's on about. Uh, I'll answer it twice just to cover it. Green LED, uh, doesn't so the green spectrum of the light doesn't trigger the part of the plant to wake up. So if you go in there with a green head torch and you can see that's absolutely perfect, you're not doing anything wrong, that's great. Uh, if he's on about green LEDs for growing, um, it's, it's an important part of the spectrum, but it's not. Essential. Uh, so that answers the question for him. We've got another one. Do you smoke at all? It's, I yeah. smoke it. I smoke. Yeah, I do. But 
Uh, I'm a very social person. I love to talk, as you can probably tell. And the way it affects me personally is uh, it, it makes me very creative and I sort of go very quiet. So I, ca I can't smoke socially. I just go very, very quiet, mate. I always regret it. I'm always like, I'm not going to smoke one tonight on it. And then I think, oh, I will. I'll be all right. And then about six pulls in, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have got... Oh, no, I've deleted the other ones. I've clicked them and then not go back to them. So, yeah, we nearly there, brother. That was absolutely awesome, man. I love that. I know for you, that's probably basic and that. But I'm just trying to... What I'm trying to do is try to link all these cool different parts of the industry together. Like the growers these and that and just like there's people like me they're not growers but we're interested in cool stuff and like science and stuff you know what's like being a stoner you love listening to this sort of stuff so even if you're not a grower i recommend going and try a few episodes of them because their banter and that will get you through and get you interested more in that sort of side of it because i we need the uk growers to to smoke what we're smoking right now so they go in and put in the effort learn you boys have got so many cool episodes out um, I'm definitely going to go back and watch through the old catalogue, definitely. Well, the reason that it works, I think, is because it's an, I am I go sometimes can go heavy on the science because it's what I love. Barry brings it back down to reality. So, and we have boss banter, so it's not just me droning on your VPD and your humidity and your temperature, blah blah blah. Barry's like, the fuck are you talking about? Shut the fuck up. What the fuck does that mean? And that's what gets you through the episode. It's not just science; it's good banter. A little bit of the science you learn, and um, Barry brings, brings it back down to reality for like what the majority of people want to actually want to hear and understand. Do you ever fancy doing any like off-topic ones? Just yeah. So on the podcast, we um, it's hard because we've built this podcast over two hundred and fifty episodes where people know what they're coming to listen to. So it was all about growing. Now that the podcast is its own entity, it's not related to the shop at all. It's not related to the media. Um, it's its own entity. It's it's media in a sense, so we can talk about politics of cannabis, medicinal cannabis, legalization, decriminalization. We can talk about it because we're more of a uh, an informational output. We're not trying to sell anything. We're not trying to encourage people to grow where they shouldn't be growing. Um, we're just literally giving out information. Tomatoes only. In the UK, tomatoes. I'm a big fan of growing tobacco. Um, quinoa. Quinoa is a great plant to grow. <laughs> I had to put the cheeky one out there. <laughs> I can't see that one coming. Oh, Wynn said, thank you. He's been thinking about using the green LED, so he'll get to get used on one of them. My man, I'm going to let you go. Like I say, this will be available tomorrow on Apple and Spotify as an audio version. If anyone missed this, or you can go back and watch on IGTV. Uh, pretty much straight after this so big up man for coming back always fun Steve yeah man it's my pleasure I love spending a bit of time with you and uh, looking forward to coming back we'll talk about Florida next time definitely my man take care see you soon brother see you later bro. bloody enjoy that but get the hell out of here it's bedtime for me nearly that was awesome man love just picking his brain like I say because we've just started releasing this as an audio podcast well I'm going to go back and start at the beginning a bit with these guests and, you know, build up. I want to get glass blowers on, breeders, you know, everyone from the community and just be a cool little, make a cool little show for me every day with different parts of the community. You know, medicinal, maybe we'll try to get some, like, lawyers on. I'll tell you what, I've been listening to that Simple Life and Outlaw today. 
I don't know much about Outlaw, but it's cool fucking, he's got a cool fucking story so far. And, you know, he's doing good things and that. So big up him, man. Definitely go listen to that because it might be helpful for all of us in case we get stopped. So go check out Simpa. Go check out um, MPK Podcast, man. Honestly, their last episode, they went through and just picked up some companies that have gone under the radar a bit. So I love things like picking up people that ain't nothing to do with you. They weren't they ain't sponsored by them or nothing like that. They were just trying to help people out. They gave honest criticism saying, like, you should do this more, do that. Because they've been in the industry ages. So it's going to be cool working with them over the years, man. Hopefully we'll see them at a few shows as well. Crap, grab a smoke with them, maybe. So big up, everyone. If you're listening on audio on Spotify or Apple, please like, subscribe, and leave some five-star reviews for us. Make sure you try and get over to the Instagram live Monday to Friday, 7 to 8 p.m. If you are in here or you're listening back, watching back, go listen to the audio, subscribe, and all that. Come on, it helps us out. Let's play you out with a little bit of free licensed music. I'm going to get a tune done for the intro for the full 60. But in a minute, this is what we've got. Some free stuff off the internet, man. So part two, I'm going to go speak to them tomorrow. I'll get part two bicked in straight away. See when he's free next. So I'd love to get him on there, finish that, and we can go to curing. Yo, it's cool, isn't it? These people know their stuff. They're cool, interesting people. So I, I'm going to go spend my time listening to different podcasts and people that I like, get them on here to pick their brains. If you got anyone you'd like to be, if you know anyone you'd like to be a guest, get at me, people. I need a wee. Anyone not following me, go follow me. Check us out on Instagram.com slash the underscore 460 underscore. The 460.com is coming as well, people. We want to get involved this year. Last year we said hello to everyone. This year we're going to pick everyone's brains. See you tomorrow, people.